Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of America and around the world. This is your main man, Crazy Crockett, Crazy Dre, at the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Yes, you can find me on Spotify, you can find me on Apple Podcasts and a couple other podcast platforms out there. So I think I'm going to address something. I feel like I need to address this as much as possible. And I know people don't want to hear my point of view of abortion because I'm disabled. Maybe people think, oh, you're just feeling sorry for yourself. But I really want people to understand that. that it's not really me being disabled that's the disadvantage. It's that as a sub. It's the assumption of what people think of me and that projection of my body and my, of how I walk and talk and sometimes will, in a lot of time, in a lot of cases, will uh, sh- shed me of friends or shed me of relationships or jobs or any type of environmental, uh, social atmosphere of everyday life that you would take for advantage. And and I'm going to say this as as easy as possible. Is that yesterday and the and and Saturday? So you know this is a a Monday uh, a podcast uh, session that I'm doing that I release on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday about six o'clock that I release this this podcast. And I want people to understand that, that long story short, I was abandoned. I was uh, brought up by a couple old nuns and ladies of up to the age of five years old, came to America, had parents, Caucasian parents. And then as I got older, my relationship with my mom kind of fell apart. Uh, I think she wanted me to be more assertive. Couldn't really understand why my learning disability really took a front page or front note news or bad news for me. And the ability to learn things easy did not come to me at all. Uh, The ability to do manual work or learning from the outside of the box like geometry or algebra or anything like that, it really became a difficult. So school became difficult. And then my whole uh, way of understanding somewhat complex ideas was very difficult. So going to school was a, was a full-time job. It really was for me. And... For a while, during the summer, I would have to take, go to uh, reading classes or these speech therapy classes because of my stuttering. Or the way that because my reading skills was somewhat behind. And they didn't want me to lose it during the summertime. So school for like five years was all year round. And I would have to do these appointments with a speech therapist or a reading uh, expertise person 
once a week. So I would have to read a story. Or my dad would help me read a story. Then I would have to write notes about that story. Then I would have to come up with an objective of what that storyline was about. And then when school started again, I would get behind in other classes, especially by junior and especially by junior high school or middle school and high school. You would take at least five, six classes. And then if you didn't keep up with the class, you'd get behind and then you lose all your notes. And then you didn't write good notes and then you couldn't study f- efficiently and then you would fall behind. Now, because I went to a private school, I was lucky that the private school teachers so what felt sorry for me. Unfortunately, that was a real bad idea because they didn't allow me to learn the lesson, didn't let me learn how to think outside the box for algebra or geometry or some reading uh, uh, essay or some reading assignment. And where I'm going with this on the weekend that I had off is that sometimes people are just not that smart when it comes down to, to books. I'm just not. I mean, I get some things and I don't understand it or I understand it, but, you know, I might, I might miss the big point or the big bang. And I... I want people to understand that if you're going to have kids and your doctor tells you that your son or daughter is going to have some form of cerebral palsy or some form of uh, Down syndrome or any type of medical uh, disadvantage or physical disadvantage, you're going to have to really think about what type of life is this person going to live. And I'm going to focus on the guy's side because I'm a guy. So if you decide to have kids and your child is going to have some form of cerebral palsy, understand that your son or your daughter is going to go through a lifetime of struggle. It's going to be work just to walk, just to talk, just to stand up. And... As little kids, we don't know better. We have the energy. We want to prove everyone wrong. We want to prove everything. That's like, I can do this no matter what, and I can, and I don't need it. anyone to help me out. And that's how I was. But in all honesty, it catches up with you. It really does. I mean, just uh, uh, cognitive thinking of doing uh, multitask at work, it's, it's a lot of work for me. Walking around, I, I, I take about 12,000 steps at work, so my ankles are shot. And what's happening is that when I'm doing all this work, I'm not getting ahead. I'm just not. Now, people would say, well, you should go to school, go to college. School and college isn't the same as it was in high school when you graduate from high school. But still, the point of what I'm trying to say is that it took 
me a lot longer to learn something that simple that would take someone who's an able-bodied person with a high IQ, higher IQ. I'm not talking about like Bill Gates' IQ. I'm not talking about Nicholas Tesla's IQ. I'm not even talking about Albert Einstein's IQ. I'm talking about the average IQ of a person is between 100 and 120. It's not that high. And mine is just barely over 100. So what's happening to all these parents out there who are listening out there is that someday your son or your daughter is going to slowly but surely fall behind. And not just in uh, arithmetic, and just not in math, and not just in science, not just in school, but there's the social life. Someday you're going to have to wipe your kids' tears when they finally understand that their kid, that, that kids in school don't want them around them. So the kids don't pick them for soccer or basketball or baseball or play. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to tell the, your son and daughter that some people are jerks. But it just doesn't end there as a child. It keeps continually going as an adult. And, and you're really going to have to understand that kids who, especially people who are born with cerebral palsy, I mean, we just look weird. We walk weird. We talk weird. You're going to have to really think about what is it that you want your, why do you want to have kids? Do you want to have kids to prove to the world that you're a great person and you love someone unconditionally regardless of they're disabled or not? Or are you doing this for for the self-worthiness of watching other people look at you like, well, isn't that precious? You have a child who is disabled. Oh, God must bless you. Oh, God must love you more. I don't think God cares one bit if you have a disabled child or not. God only really cares about your own soul. So regardless if it's a disabled person or not a disabled person, I don't think God cares. And, and to say that, you have to understand that the world that we live in is created out of sin. Sin happens, so kids will be, be brought into this world with deformities and, and disabilities and some form of medical issues. But as the child grows, you're going to have to realize that He's not going to go on dates a lot. Unless there's some girl that's real nice to him in high school and she thinks it's cute and she just feels sorry for the child or that for your son who's disabled. So if your son is in high school and he has no friends, and when I say friends, I don't mean like acquaintances at school that say, Hey, John, how you doing today? Hey, Sean, how you doing today? And then they respond with a simple, oh, I'm doing great. I'll see you in next class. I'll see you around, little buddy. But you know what? John and Sean are not invited to any of the parties. Now, they're not invited to go into any 
like dance halls. They're surely not invited to take a girl on a date unless the girl feels sorry for him. And then that also leads to to a misunderstanding of that child. And then he has to realize that the girl who did take him on a date only did it because she felt sorry for him. She had no interest in him sexually or emotionally because there was nothing there from the first place on her side of of the coin. And then eventually, when your child graduates from high school, he's going to live, he's going to have a low-income job that you're going to set up through places like Home, uh, home network or network 180 or or Mocha or whatever it is in Grand Rapids and District of Ottawa, Kent County or or wherever you live. I don't care if you live in Pennsylvania or you live in New Jersey or you live out in the West Coast. When, you, when your son and daughter graduates from high school and he's not that developedly smart enough to go to school even college and college isn't for everybody he's going to have a low income job you're going to decide that someday that you're going to put him in an adult foster care and that almost happened to me but I didn't ha- I didn't let that happen and when he gets a job at Family Fair or D&W which is the same company now business or Myers or janitorial work he's only working for minimum wage or less and then he comes home and he sits by himself because that's what's happening to me right now I work I might work in a hospital helping patients get food orders but I don't have friends I come home sit around my house and then the thing was, I spend the weekend on a Friday night, and I went to, I don't know where I went. I went to a bar by myself. I sat there, watched, I watched the Tigers or something, and I really didn't have a good time. I was kind, and it kind of dawned on me, like, again, when I get, I don't let depression or things like this bother me, but sometimes when I'm sitting there at the bar by myself, I just think about I just think about what my life would have been like if I did have a a decent left hand or if I had a little higher IQ. I wonder, you know? I just wonder if I would have gotten married or had kids. And that's what happens. Your life kind of stops. You probably max out maturely or physically by by your teenage years. And and you know, I have a couple of friends or acquaintances of mine who are disabled. And and he's always there's one kid that's always really nice or uh, pleasant or somewhat appears to be happy and he's always you know standing next to high school students because he's his mental 
capacity is like a high school student. And he smiles and he, and he treats them like they're they're that they're they are his best friends. But in reality, he's just the janitor that works there and he considers them as his friends. And he might be okay with it because his brain level. But I'm not okay with it. When I go home, after helping 22 to 27 patients order food for tomorrow, and then I have to deal with management, I don't have anyone to go home to. I just sit around. I watch sports. I do this podcast. I read, and I read about books about people who accomplish life. Like, I'm reading John Quincy Adams, The Biography of the Sixth President. Why? I don't know. He's smarter than me. So, yesterday was Sunday, and and the day before, that was Saturday, I went to a little house party for a kid who was turning 40, and I really don't know them that well. So I show up, we play a couple of games, uh, ping pong games, maybe a little um, um, whatever game that we were playing in the backyard. And and it was just, it was all right. But you know what? All the other guys that were that, that that it they were there they were either married or divorced and they and you know what they had stories of they had stories of their ex-wives and how crazy they were or how much of a jerk they were to their ex-wives and they talked about how how uh they have kids and they're raising their kids and that's something i missed out on and that's something that yeah, your kids are going to miss out on. Some of you people will, will project people with Down syndrome to get married to another Down syndrome person and then have them be married but in a very controlled environment. And I don't even know if that parents really allow two people with Down syndrome to even have sex. I don't know. I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but I know that I've seen it on TV where parents with Down syndrome kids or kids or people with a Down syndrome will meet another Down syndrome person and then they, parents, help along with the relationship and help along with the marriage and getting together and functioning as one family, and I don't know if that's really healthy for that disabled child or that disabled person because there might be a point of their lives where they really can't do nothing without an able-bodied person there to be present. And sooner or later, you as a parent can't watch your kids forever. I mean, at one point... If you have able-bodied kids, by the time they hit 21, 23 years old, they've moved out of the house. Or some of you guys still move, have moved back in at home. 
but most of you guys move out of the house and the parents then start living their lives again. And their parents will start to to have a relationship with each other and go on and go out and go on vacations without the kids until the grandkids grow up. But a lot of you people, I think that you're really just not all there sometimes. I think that I just don't know why. why I, I, I just don't understand because I'm not really happy. Yeah, I mean, I, a couple of girls flirt with me here and there. But I know deep down inside that they're just playing along a game that it makes them feel good to have a guy that hits on them because their ex-boyfriends then or their boyfriend doesn't or their husband doesn't flirt with them anymore. So I'm kind of their, their little guinea pig of, of being approved as a sexual person again. That's what's really happening. But I spend $36 yesterday at three different places by myself. I went to a bar to watch the Detroit Lions lose. I went to the, and I ordered food. So I, I only had three beers and I had food. I had a, a quesadilla. And then I drove to my apartment complex and then walked to the nearest restaurant, which was Pepino's. I didn't order food. I just drank more beer. And then I went to this bar, the tavern, and I had two more drinks. And it just it just it dawned on me again, like, wow, I'm really wasting my whole... I'm wasting my free time by myself. And it's not because I chose to do it. It's not because people called and I said, no, thanks. It's because no one calls. No girl calls me. Like, hey, what are you doing? No. It's just by myself. Then I wake up in the morning and I'm sorry. I go to bed early because I need to get up early. And come to find out, because I got to get up, go to the bathroom, I can't get back to sleep. Because now my mind's running about how pathetic my life is. And people say, you know what, you have the power to change anything you want to. But if your brain, but if your brain and your body doesn't let you do that, then you're kind of in a in a bad spot. You're kind of being put in a corner. And that's really what's happening. Your kids someday will not be able to figure something out that average people are able to do. And then you're going to have to help them out constantly. So if you bring children into this world as somewhat disabled and they don't have the highest IQ, you are always going to be held responsible for their life, for their livelihood, unless you sign them them away to the state. Then the state can regulate where they live and how many times that they can leave their apartment and who leaves with them with 
who leaves with them an apartment? What time do they have to come back? When people give up the kids from the from the state, that's not really their kids they own anymore. The state owns them. It really happens that way. So I'm coming across the twenty fourth minute of the of this episode. So remember just be considerate when you have kids. Understand that having kids isn't about three pumps and a dump or some girl needs her her uh her so called G spot hit. If you if, if you're responsible enough to have sex, then you should be responsible to use contraceptives. If you not if you do not if you're not willing to participate in raising kids the the best way that you can, then you shouldn't be having sex. Or you shouldn't not be unprotected, period. Because it's it's a cruel world. It really is. I mean, I don't want to be Downing da- Downy Draper or, or whatever that saying goes. But it's really just kind of sad. I spent three hours last night awake. So I woke up at midnight and I sat in my bed just thinking about this. Just thinking about where I work, what I've accomplished, what I haven't accomplished, where I'm not going. How can I get to the next level? How do I get a job that I work with other men and not being uh, projected as a creep or projected as a disabled, handicapped guy by a bunch of women or being, or being felt sorry for by those women? Or catching women or other people's mistakes, but it's my fault. It's not fun, folks. So remember that. This is a life lesson that you have to really think about. So if you like this episode, please smash it up and like. Contact me at Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail.com. If you really have questions about your kids who are disabled and you want to know the next step, I could give you the answer. I might have the answer. I might not. Or I might just be able to encourage you to to make the best decision for your child. I don't know. You can find me at two other podcast uh, platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There's a couple other ones out there as well. I use Buzzsprout to distribute, uh, see, I can't even pronounce words right anymore, distribute my podcast. So thank you for listening. This is the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Love, be real, and more love. I'm out.